Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk, July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk Step Bet. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability, for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping Into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. Well, hello there. Welcome to Real WW Talk. I'm Erin. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. So we're actually enjoying a little bit of our vacation. And we thought, you know what, let's do a good old fashioned Q&A. We did one a couple months ago and had a ton of fun. And so one of the perks of being a part of the Real WW Talk Facebook community and Instagram family is they got to ask the questions. And so we're asking the Real WW Talk family questions of the three of us today. Are we ready to do this, ladies? Sounds like a good time. Let's go. All right. Ready. So our first question comes to us from Patricia and she says, she hits us hard out of the gate. How do you reconcile yourself with the fact that this is a lifelong journey versus just a diet? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a process for me because I really, I don't know if I ever admitted that I thought that it was just a diet. I tried to say, oh, it's a lifestyle, but I did think that it, there was going to be an ending point. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's taken me so long to kind of embrace the fact that this is truly for life and not make decisions that were based on it being short term. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that it's something that I came to over time. Mm-hmm. If I'm honest, it wasn't immediate. But I think that when you start to see the changes and the fact that it is lifelong and you notice that it's a mental, you see all the mental work that you've put in, it helps to kind of keep you rooted. I don't know if you guys agree. It's kind of like, Mm -hmm. it's something that you come to over time is what I would say. Yeah, I'd agree. And I don't think I'm a completely a hundred percent there with my behavior. I think it's something I know, like I definitely get defensive when someone says, Oh, you're on that Weight Watchers diet. It's like, I'd be the first one to say, no, it's a lifestyle change. (laughs) But um, I think behavior wise, I still act sometimes like uh, I'm having a cheat meal or a cheat. And I think that part is the most challenging part for me and what I'm still working on uh, getting out of the habit of doing, because I think that is a true diet mentality when you're um, having these things and you still have the guilt surrounded by it or, you know, still want to overdo it. Um, so that's something that I think is uh, still shifting in my mind, but I'm aware of it. And you know, continuing to work on that, that mindset shift. 
So fun fact for me, August 27th of 2009, I had the decision if I was going to go to the Jenny Craig Center or I was going to go to the Weight Watcher Center. And I was pretty determined that I wasn't going to go to the Weight Watcher Center because I didn't want to count points. I thought it was the most ridiculous thing in the world. So I went to the Jenny Craig Center and it wasn't open. <laughs> and because I was, for me, it was like, okay, this is like, I just need to get the stuff so I can jumpstart my weight loss again. Mm. Right. You know, I've done this how many times my entire life. And I went, well, I guess I'm going over to the Weight Watcher Center. And that literally was the moment that I realized this is life. Like, I don't want to keep doing this yo-yo back and forth of gaining and losing weight. I want to live more free the rest of my life. And this is going to be a lifelong journey for me. It always has been a lifelong journey. That's the thing. It's always Mm -hmm. been a lifelong journey and it's going to continue to be because my lifelong journey has been gain, lose, gain, lose. And my Mm -hmm. lifelong journey moving forward, my hope is, is, is that I'm at a place of maintenance. So I think I've always kind of been there in my head, but that was the moment of acceptance for me. Mm -hmm. And I think if you think, like you said, Aaron, if you think about the fact that we've chosen a plan that if it has to be your plan for life, at least there's enough flexibility. Because Mm -hmm. when I look at the diets that are diets and the things that you're not allowed to have and the things that you have to do, I don't know. It does make me a bit appreciative for WW Mm -hmm. and for the fact that I do have the privilege and the honor to be able to fit in the things that I love and to attack the mental hurdles that have been kind of plaguing me for years. You know, I think that Mm -hmm. I want to reframe it to instead of a negative, a positive, because it could be Mm -hmm. a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, One of my, um, one of my coworkers, he's just celebrated 20 years clean and sober. And this is a, this is lifelong for him. Mm -hmm. The minute that he takes a drink or the minute that he decides to do a drug, it's over for him again. Right. And I kind of, I don't look at it in that level of severity with myself, right? Cause we got to eat every single day, mm-hmm. but this is a lifestyle choice for him. That's leading him to freedom because what he was doing before was not working. Yeah. And he puts in the work every single day. Candace, you know, this from your work that you're doing with, you know, veterans and helping them break free from addiction. To me, that's the same thing. And if he can do this, I know I can do it too. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Next question up. Ricky, you got this one. All right. The next question is from Libby. So for each of you, what is your why? Has it changed since you started? Uh, For me, my why, when I started was I wanted to wear my pants, um, fit into my pants. And I wanted... I wanted to have more freedom in how I moved because I, gosh, I just, I weighed 50 pounds heavier than I do now. And it was a struggle to move and it was a struggle to breathe. And I was tired of breathing heavy. I was tired of sweating all the time. And I just, and I didn't like myself. The biggest, the biggest thing for me and my why was I wanted freedom in my mind. And I still Mm -hmm. want the freedom in my mind. And I have it, it's such a different place than I was then. But my why right now is I want to now fit into my other pants <laughs> because I've, you know, I had the, the COVID weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am in a much better place now than I was when I joined in, in 2009. That's for sure. Yeah. I started when I was in college. And at that point, again, it was very superficial. My why was to look like my friends and to be able to fit in cute clothes and I wanted to date. I wanted to to 
have a boyfriend. And I figured, I thought at that time that, you know, my weight was what was holding me back from finding a guy. So I was like, I got to get small so that I can get a man. That wasn't the issue, by the way, just to be very clear. <laughs> um, but it has definitely changed over time. It's gone through different iterations. But at this point, I do have a family. I do have a son and I want to be here for him and um, being able to see his smile and see him grow up. So that's been really motivating for me. And my why has become stronger, I would say, at this point. And it's less superficial because it's really rooted in something that I feel, you know, the changes in the the changes that I make affect him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my why. Right. Um, so I would say when I first started, it was more superficial. The the clothing, wanting to fit into a certain dress size, like very very specific, you know, like clothing related um, desires, and that's changed in a way. I still have those desires, but more less specific and more about I want to be comfortable. I don't have to be a size four. I don't have to be a size six or whatever it is. Um, I want to be comfortable. I want to be able to move freely. Like you're saying, Erin, I want to have that freedom to feel like I can, you know, walk down the street and not be winded or even just as a teacher, you know, I don't work with really little kids, but I still am in elementary and they're sitting on the carpet sometimes. And I'm like, oh, goodness, <laughs> the carpet. <laughs> um, I want that freedom. And, and I want my future to be healthy. I want my future self and my future family to be healthy as well. And I want to be that role model. I love that. And you know, it's good. Something I hear with all of us, too. It kind of I've heard us say in different podcasts as well is about not second guessing some of the things that we want to do, whether it be going on that vacation or trying that thing. You, I just don't want to be held back anymore mm-hmm. from the things that life has to offer, whether it's in my head, it's something that a barrier I've put up or mm-hmm. one that's actual tangible. Like you see a chair and you're like, I don't know if that chair is one that I really want to sit yeah. on. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to ever have to be a thought. Yeah. You yep. know? So it's interesting to hear how it's all changed. It started off very superficial kind of mm-hmm. for us. And then it got real deep and real meaningful. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> all right. So I guess it's my turn. So um, the next question we got is, how did you three get to know each other? And whose idea was it to do this podcast? That's from Karen. What were you looking at me for? <laughs> I would think Aaron would be the one who needs to answer this. So go. <laughs> uh, so the three of us got to know each other in the meeting space. Uh, Ricky and I uh, predate Candace. So I think I met Ricky or she mm-hmm. may have started shortly after I did. Mm-hmm. And so we've had a couple, we've had a couple iterations of the third person with us. <laughs> I would just like to point out that I was there. I just kept leaving. Okay. They didn't know I was there. She she didn't share her name with us. She didn't. And as a matter of fact, Candace Candace had been there for a while and I recognized her face from the meeting space and then she disappeared. And which that's fine because, you know, people come and go and it had been a couple months and she came back and I went, Hey, it's really good to see you back here. You're Candace, right? And she said, no, (laughs) I'm Nicole. It's very nice to meet you. I actually have never done WW and I'm not hiding, but I'm a twin. (laughs) And I was like, oh, 
oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Like you seem really familiar. And then I was, then I had that moment too. Cause you know, there's the old thing of like, you know, people start to look like each other. And uh-huh. I was like, no, I know I've seen her before. And then you started coming back and then little by little, like Candace kept getting like her seat. She kept inching like one row, one row, one row to the next thing. We know she's, she's crossed over into our section and she's sitting with us. Because the problem was what, what, what isn't known is I was being strategic. Like once I was found out, I was like, I'm going to fully commit. Cause I always wanted to sit on that side because I talk a lot. Aaron talked a lot. And so I was always trying to figure out how I could get over and be like, yeah, right. This is, let's have a really deep conversation. You say deep things that are similar <laughs> to me. And Ricky was sitting there and then we all started talking, but mm-hmm. I, let me finish. The, but I just wanted to say that part. That was strategic on my part <laughs> and to move works. over. I did it on purpose. Okay. So then we started having those conversations out in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And then when COVID came along, we're like, we can't lose our accountability to one another and the conversations. Cause we were having some really good in-depth conversations. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I convinced the ladies because my, my background is in, in radio. And so I love a live conversation. It thrills my heart to no end. And I loved the things that we were talking about. And I said, y'all people will, people will identify with the things that we're talking about let me know if you feel comfortable airing our laundry before people. <laughs> and we were like, sure. <laughs> we go right ahead. <laughs> and so that's how Real WW Talk started. And then we started that in August. And then I went, you guys, we really need to put this into a podcast so that people, if they go for a walk, mm-hmm. you know, they're not tied to a television screen. They can just pop it in their podcast and go. So that's mm-hmm. how the podcast started. <laughs> Yeah, I think one thing that's really unique too about our conversations is that sometimes in the meeting room it can be very um I don't want to say sterile, but very, you know, right. how much fruit, how many fruits and veggies are you eating? How much water are you drinking? But Ricky and Aaron, I honestly our conversations were always just very very non-surface, getting into the meat of it. And it's mm-hmm. very hard to find people to connect with on that level who are willing to be that vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things that you all give us as feedback is what made me so excited to talk to them. So mm-hmm. yeah, just wanted to add that. And I think the other piece too, like what you said, Candace, like you can't even necessarily go into that depth in the meeting space. Mm -hmm. And usually when you have that kind of depth that happens, it's because someone's sharing out of a struggle and everybody just wants to surround that person with their words, Mm -hmm. you know, to encourage them. And I kind of feel like that's, that's what this does. This is kind of like the meeting after the meeting. This is where we get to go now dive into things that we may have known or, Mm -hmm. or heard, or I mean, I've got to talk to somebody about Mm -hmm. this um, and see if I'm the only one you know, facing it. So, mm-hmm. okay. Our next question. Oh, this is from Jocelyn. What are some things that your weight keeps you from doing now that you're looking forward to be able to do more of in the future? Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first on this one? I guess I'll go. Um, so I, I think even though I've made a lot of strides in progress with activity, like with the Peloton, um, it, they, there's still a lot of physical things that are hard, even like walking 
um, inclines or, you know, a lot of stairs, um, like things like that. I, I want to be able to do comfortably. I, I'd, I'd say like, even just like going on a hike, it's something that I joke about with my friends and I'm like, I'm an indoor girl, you know, but at the same time, there's also, I have to have in the back of my mind, is this something that is, I'm going to be comfortable doing. And I look forward to doing that more. And can I tell you guys, I just want to wear a pair of heels one day. And I know there are plenty of girls of all sizes, plenty of women of all sizes who wear heels, but it's never been something that's been comfortable for me. Um, and I think it will get easier. I know it will get easier when um, I'm at a, a lower weight. So I look forward to having a nice pair of heels and wearing them out. I love that. That's absolutely true because I'm the queen of flats. So, you know, I'm <laughs> oh, all about comfortable. I love comfortable. wearing a good pair of heels, man. <laughs> and it's funny. I love it in my mind. I love the, the thought of it, <laughs> yes. but I don't love the practice of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Painful. <laughs> yeah. Mine are very similar to Ricky's though. I mean, I was an athlete in high school and that's one of the things I'm so sad that I lost with the additional weight was just the freedom to be able, I was a tennis player and softball and volleyball. And I never had took, it was never a second thought to be able to do some of the things that we had to do. And now I don't have as much, as much confidence to be able to go out on the tennis court and, and, um, play for as long as I want to, or to the competitive level that I did. And I miss it. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, being able to be, maybe I might not be playing all three sports at once, but to be able to not have to second guess my body or myself Mm. when doing physical activity, because there's a very, it's very freeing to be able to trust your body to act and to move in the way that you want it to. And right now I just don't have that trust and it's, legitimate because my body cannot perform at the level at this weight. So I'm looking forward to that freedom. Mm. I would say for me that my weight at this moment isn't really keeping me back from doing anything that I want to. I mean, I was just on a plane. I mean, I'd like to fit a little bit more comfortably, you know, in the seat, but I'm not wholly uncomfortable in it. Um, I don't plan on chasing things that, you know, so that's not really holding me back. <laughs> I'm not super athletic and super sportsy kind of a thing. Um, but Other you know, than I your do, niece and nephew. Well, yes, that's a for sure. But <laughs> I'm usually not like chasing, chasing them, but I did play horsey the other day and, you know, was able to do that fairly. Let me just say not to a degree where I felt embarrassed. Let's put it that way. But also not to the degree where I felt like I wish I had more stamina because I really didn't want to do it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you where it trips me up. It trips me up. um, It's how I think about myself at my weight Mm -hmm. and not actually that, that physical endurance impact because I... I look at myself through the lens of my weight often and that wrecks my self-confidence mm-hmm. or I feel like I need to head something off at the pass with a joke about my weight before someone else jokes about it and I'll make myself the butt of the joke on something. And sometimes it's just to get a laugh, right? But I realize I've joked a lot about my weight recently because 
I know that I've gained weight. I know that other people know it. And I just want to go ahead and attack it head on and say, I know, you know, kind of elephant in the room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Did you just call me an elephant? Exactly. (laughs) And see, that's exactly what we're talking about. Cause I'd be like, I knew it. I knew what you were really thinking. I should have been the the skinny cat in the room. Like, I know you're not talking about me. So <laughs> that's, that's where it holds me back. And there are times like if I, if something doesn't go my way, like there are those moments where my brain will pop up and it'll go, oh, it's because of your weight. Oh, it's because you don't fit into these pants. Oh, it's because of these things. And, and it, it has nothing to do with it. So for me, it's really about the mental aspect. It's the best it. excuse. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been an excuse that I know I've used for the most of my life for the reasons why I don't get things. I'm like, yeah, it's that darn weight. Yep. I could, I would have the best life ever if I just were thin, which is right. And yeah. like, and that's not the case. It's a hundred percent how I perceive myself with it mm-hmm. and what I want to do with that. So, um, okay, Ricky, this one, I'm going to turn this one over to you. And this is one that came in on Instagram. All right. Do you ever suffer from burnout on WW? If so, how do you overcome it from majestically me? Aaron, go first because I see your face. Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Well, no, I mean, I feel, I feel that. And yes, I have suffered from burnout because it's, it's tiring to have to address this day in and day out. And like I said, I started in 2009. I have not stopped paying WW since 2009. So Mm. you do the math on that, how much money that is. I did the math. I think, I think we talked about this in a meeting, right? I'm like, this is $4,000 over $4,000, which sounds ridiculous. However, in context for myself, in context for myself, I look at this as therapy every single week. Mm-hmm. I have never stopped going to the meetings. I've never I've never quit that, but there are times that I have quit on the journey because I am just burned out of having to make this, you know, like that question that Patricia asked earlier. It's a lifelong journey mm-hmm. versus the diet right? And there are times where I just don't want to be on this lifelong journey. So I've kept paying WW, but I've kind of quit in my mind at different points. And when I've been under extreme stress or the depression has creeped back up or things like that, I mean, you can look at my weight record and it's, and it's gone up. However, if I ever quit WW, it would be an entirely different story because I even, I know that even though I'm, st- I'm still doing WW, which means I'm still caring about myself. I'm still caring about this lifelong journey. And I'm, I'm still, I still feel like I'm winning in that sense. Like I haven't given up on myself. And I feel like if I ever were to quit WW, it's I'm quitting on myself and I'm quitting on this aspect, you know, even during COVID, you know, if you listen to our earlier episodes, there are some uncomfortable things that we're talking about. Like I'm super frustrated and I'm gaining weight while we're doing this. 
but I've got massive things that have been happening in my personal life, in work, and wrestling through with my weight on WW. All it all kind of goes together. Um, and I just know that if I quit WW, I've quit on myself and I can't do that. So I'd rather spend $39.95 a month, divide that by four each week to at least still have that accountability and to still have the people in the, in the room that I have to face each week. So. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a, that's, that's very, very true. You know what I think about burnout? Um, for me, I can always tie the burnout that I ever felt with WW to when I was treating it like a diet mm. and not like a lifestyle. So that's always a, a good indicator to me that I'm making choices that don't feel livable. And I do that at different times in the plan, like especially if I feel like I have something big coming up and all of a sudden I put pressure on myself to be a certain weight by a certain time. Yes. And I'm like, I'm only going to eat broccoli all day long because zero points or whatever. I get into that diet mentality and um, I might see success and be really proud, but I can't sustain it for a long time. So it is WW per se, but it's not the lifestyle WW. Mm -hmm. So I use that always as a barometer to say, what am I doing that is not making this sustainable? Mm -hmm. So, you know, because I think that there's always going to be times where, you know, you're gung ho or where you're more lax, but my goal is to be more consistently in the middle and so I think burnout for me is, is, is something that I use as a way to reel myself back in and say, let's, let's see what your choices are that you're making that are not sustainable for you. And why am I doing that? And mm-hmm. usually it's tied to weight goals. I used to be a big weight goal person. Like I have to be this by this date. That was mm-hmm. always, and I was so proud. And, and I think it was somehow, it was a lot of times encouraged, mm-hmm. you know, you see a lot of challenges that come up at certain times of the year that aren't really tied to behavior change. Now it's changed a lot. WW has changed that. And people I think are starting to wake up to the fact that weight goals may not be the best way to kind of monitor your progress, but it was never really how many glasses of water are you drinking? It was like, I'm going to be down 10 pounds in a month. Let's lose two pounds every week. Mm -hmm. And that became very um, diety to me. And like I said, that's when I was prone to burning out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Candice, I, I think what you said is really profound about, you know, how we're doing the program. Are we doing it in a sustainable way? And is that causing the burnout? I think that's um, that makes a lot of sense if, if we're breaking it down. And Aaron, I, I can relate so much to what you said, because, yes, I've been on this program for a long time. But I, I think, like you said, what I'm paying for is the the accountability, the 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 people that I'm in the room with and sharing this, this journey with, um, you know, I, I'm certainly not paying them to gain weight, but that's what's happened in my journey. Um, you know, I lost 50 pounds and I gained it back and then some, so what I'm, my end goal is to lose weight, but the mindset part is just taking longer. And I think part of that is, you know, I've been through phases where I just have been burnt out of, probably trying to not do things sustainably or not really doing the plan the way it was intended to be done. And therefore, you know, I didn't see the progress that I wanted to see. Um, But I think moving on from that is just continuing to come. Just like you said, Aaron, I'm not giving up on myself. I'm not getting up on the plan because the plan hasn't failed me. I have not been doing the plan the way it's intended to be done. So 
for me, it's not giving up no matter how long it takes. Because, you know, if I stop coming, then how am I going to help myself get to my goal? Yep. Yeah. I identify with that. that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see, Candice, here you go. All right. So uh, we kind of condensed two questions into one, but the question we got was, how do we handle meals out with friends and parties with food? Mm. (laughs) That's a loaded question. There's a lot of answers there. Well, I really can't answer this one because, you know, with the allergies, my, I, I can't, <laughs> I have to bring my own stuff. I mean, although where, where that could be helpful for somebody. And this is, I mean, things that I would do beforehand is I would always bring a dish mm-hmm. to it. Um, and this is prior to food allergies because I always wanted to have at least one thing on hand, one that I could trust. I know didn't have cat hair in it because <laughs> I have like always, that's my thing of when I go to these things and I'd see all the food and I'd be like, I want to eat everything Then I would envision that everybody has cats that crawl around on the counter and walk by and drop cat hair mm. in it. And that was always enough to make me not, you know, to reel myself in, but <laughs> they, they don't wash their hands. I always they don't, want, they don't oh, wash their hands okay. and they just went uh-huh. to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> but how about you guys? How do you handle meals out with friends and parties with food? You know, what's a big one for me is I like to, especially meals out with friends. I have found a great success in ordering first because Mm -hmm. I'm a person who can be influenced by others. So I usually will peruse the menu if it's a restaurant, you know, and pick out what I want and make sure that I order first and ask for half in a to-go box if it's something like off the bat. Like I'd like for you to bring half and put the other half in a box Mm -hmm. so I don't even see it. That has been something that's been a game changer for me, especially Mm -hmm. when going out. That's good. Um, For me, I think, honestly, it depends on who I'm going with. Um, I have certain groups of friends where I know that, one, they may watch the podcast or they may know my personal goals and hold me accountable. Not in a mean way, not in a way that is offensive, but, you know, I know that it, it's going to be a lot easier for me to stick to if I say I'm going to have a salad and I tell them I'm going to have a salad that they're going to sure <laughs> sure as heck give me a look if I don't order a salad. Um, and, you know, it, it's different, though, if I go somewhere where there, you know, I do have other friends that might be like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just one night. Have what you want. I, you know, I'm having this. You can have this. Have another drink. Have multiple drink. You know, it's going to it requires more, I think mental preparation going into those situations um, and pre-planning. Um, maybe I eat, you know, more zero point foods if I'm going out with those friends to a meal or to a party um, to, to prepare myself, knowing that I might spend more points than if I was going out with a different group of friends. Yeah. And recognizing that that's okay. I think that's another thing to embrace about the lifestyle. Like, you know, I've seen a lot of people who are talking about that, especially with the holiday season behind us and, you know, going into the new year. It's there's been a lot of temptation, you know, and a lot of things to have to choose from. But I think if there's something that you see, we've said we said it during the Thanksgiving episode. If it's something that you could have at any old time, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's not as tempting to you. But if it's something that you really want that you only can get or you only have seen around this time, maybe it's worth it to spend the points and don't beat yourself up about it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think sometimes we overstress and it's not really about the food. What about the relationships and the people who you're with and making yeah. that 
the focus, but also being able to enjoy a few of the treats along the way without sending yourself into guilt about having it. Because I think we have a lot of food rules Mm -hmm. that we make, like this is a good food, this is a bad food. And Mm -hmm. that's not something that has to be relaxed. We've chosen a plan where there is no good or bad food. It's just food. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I actually slid another couple in here because I saw our time and I think we got room for some more. Um, have you, this came from Martha. Now Martha is one of our real WW talk members who is not on WW, mm-hmm. but the conversations are important to her because those are, you know, it's, it's more than just WW, right? The things we're talking about are about food and weight loss. So she asked, have you considered switching to counting calories versus points to see if you can be more consistent with that method? Hmm. Have you guys ever considered that? I personally haven't. I think, um, you know, I think it's doable. There's definitely, you know, different apps. I know there's an app for everything, so it's probably doable. Um, I like counting points because it's, to me, a little bit simpler. And there's also things that are zero points, and you don't have to worry as much about counting those. And then with WW, I don't know about other counting calorie programs, but the focus on the mindset and that shift has been um, really pivotal. And I think having that included is is why I continue to be a part of WW. I've used things like my fitness pal before and other ones that are calorie tracking apps. But for me personally, I was trying to look at the way that she worded the question and it said, if, if you can, if it can help you be more consistent, mm-hmm. I don't really see counting points as the challenge to keep me consistent. Cause to me, counting is counting, whether it's mm-hmm. counting calories or counting points. For me, it's more of a behavioral mental thing that causes me to either to really be consistent or not. Um, so I don't really, when I was counting calories at one point, the thing that got me off track with counting calories was the exact same thing that got me off track with counting points. So mm-hmm. tomato, tomato a little bit for me personally. Um, mm-hmm. I do know that there are those who also think that other things should be looked at you know, and I do appreciate WW for looking at saturated fat, fiber, and the role with that. Um, I do know that, you know, those are things that can be tracked, the macros, you know, that people look at. But um, yeah, to me, I don't think that it, it plays a role in my consistency. For me, that's a whole mental battle. Yeah, I agree with that. In terms of consistency, I'm the problem. The the program isn't the problem. I am. Which <laughs> is why you've heard me talk even recently about like discipline and consistency. Like you're hearing that from me over and over again because because uh, I'm the problem with it. It's not the program. Mm-hmm. I will say though, I have tried my fitness pal because I was just curious to see like what do these points shake out to in terms of calories. Like I'd love to know that data. So I did the double tracking for a little bit, and you know I was comfortable with you know, where the calories and the points kind of shook out to with one another. I have not tried that since being on the new plan, but again, counting points, counting calories, either way, you find the method that works for you. Mm -hmm. I, for me, I found, I think a little bit more freedom in the points because I feel like it's, um, I don't know, like it's less for me to remember, or I know like with my free foods, I know that I can eat chicken. Like I know Mm -hmm. the things that I can go to, if I want to lose weight this week, these are the things that I should eat. Mm -hmm. So I think it makes it a little bit more manageable for me in that way. But, you know, whatever works for you, (laughs) whatever helps you be accountable, we're all, we're all different and, you know, are going to gravitate towards different things. So Mm -hmm. I think it's good. And here's one more. I think it's my turn, right? Yep. 
Um, so would you say that doing real WW talk has helped you all stay on plan better than before you started the show or podcast? Has it been a source of accountability from Gina? Absolutely. I think mentally for me more than anything, um, there are a lot of times I ran away from the most important part of the journey, which was the mental, you know, the mental shifts, because that's the toughest part to kind of wrap your head around and being able to talk to you all and process the week and not run, which was my nature. You know, the, the joke is always that I ran, but it really was true. Having the accountability of you ladies and our talks has been been life changing for me. I've seen changes that I know will stay um, and aren't fleeting as opposed to the diety fad things that I used to do and dangerous things that I used to do on this journey. So it's been a wonderful source of accountability for me. I look forward to it every week. And sometimes it's not even really about the scale for me. Obviously, I want the scale to go down, obviously. But it's been so rewarding to see the mental shift. And I, I, I applaud Real WW Talk and just our conversations with, with most of that. Yeah. What about you, Erin? Uh, yeah, I mean, I fully agree with that. Um, you know, I... I don't think it can be understated. Like we we tend to look at life through the lens of where we are right now. But if we look at where we started in, we started this in August of 2020. And in that time frame for me, my life was in major, major upheaval. And I thought I was at the cusp of major upheaval. And I didn't know going into 2021 that I was going uh, further down. I had no idea. And so this has been like a big anchor for me, just even in terms, especially in the accountability, because I know I've got to show up every week. I have, I have a feeling like if I didn't have Real WW Talk and the conversations with you ladies, I probably out of the sheer amount of stress would have eaten myself into oblivion. And, you know, candidly, I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast, but I, I gained, I've gained, I gained an additional 10 pounds, even while we were doing this. And I have, I have no shame in saying that because if, if anybody knew these ladies know what my life has been like, and this is, if I gained 10 pounds while still being on WW, me off of WW would have been a whole other story. So for sure, the accountability has been phenomenal. The conversations, I, I feel like I have really, we've done some deep digging into ourselves about why we why we eat the way we do and, and the mental aspect, the mental work that we've done this year. I've for sure shed 50 pounds in the mental aspect. And I really don't think that that should go unsaid. I know we always kind of boil things down to what the scale says, but my mental scale, man, is so much, so much lighter than, than when we first started. Yeah. That's so meaningful, Erin. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I, I agree with both of you ladies. I think, um, although the scale has not gone down in the period of time that, you know, since we've started this for me, um, I think I've made a lot of strides in being able to process why I'm doing some of the things I'm doing and, I think there's been more opportunities where I've been able to look at what I'm doing and saying, wait, I said no to this. I said no to that. Why am I still focusing on 
that the fact that I said yes to this, or, you know, I'm able to praise myself for working out in the morning or whatever it is. I think, you know, for me, it's a self-confidence thing that I'm growing and developing and having, you know, you ladies as a mirror to say, you know, Hey, look at this positive thing, look at this that you're doing. And for me to do the same for you guys. Um, and for us to also have the Facebook community and the Instagram community to do that for one another, to lift each other up. I think that's been incredible. And, you know, I, I think, I think we do kind of underestimate what a crazy year we've, we've been through year and a half we've been through. Um, and, and I do appreciate having this accountability. I think it's, I too, I don't know where I would have been if I didn't have this outlet. Yeah. All of, all three of us have had major job changes. Ricky, you've bought a house. Candace, when we started, you had just had a baby. I was going to say, I was going through my postpartum period. I don't even think like first child during a pandemic. Like, I don't think that, you know, I don't like you, like Ricky said, I don't know if we give ourselves enough credit Mm -hmm. for the fact that that was tough. (laughs) And I don't know where I would have been, you know, if I hadn't had this outlet for talking because Mm -hmm. it's, that's real life stuff. Aaron with Mm -hmm. your job, job changes and different things. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I, I shudder to think about what would have happened if I had to process that alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have a pandemic on top of that. Oh, and then there's that. Right? <laughs> that there's that little thing, you know, that's yeah. killing people and mm-hmm. keeping us inside and disconnected right. from everybody and all mm-hmm. of that. Right. So, right. <laughs> well, I'm I'm really grateful for you, ladies. I'm so grateful uh, that we get to do this, and so grateful uh, to you for listening and for joining in and being part of the group. I mean, we truly, when we say that it is a community, it is. I mean, we get as much out of the things that are posted in the group, posted on Instagram, as we do our own meetings. And we kind of, I know we're here to help facilitate conversations, uh, but you're as much part of facilitating that conversations with within the group. We actually even sometimes just like to sit back and go, yeah, we don't even need to say anything today because <laughs> the crew's making. It happen. So <laughs> you all say some one, like she said, I'm over here reading the post, like, yeah, yeah, that's another yeah. good one. Look at that. Right. So <laughs> amazing. I wish we could, uh, I wish we could have a meeting with everybody that's inside, like all of us be together in person. <laughs> Guys, let's have a parking lot conversation with all of our <laughs> WW friends, all of our real WW talk friends. <laughs> you know we'll have to epic. do, maybe we'll have to make this like at some point, like maybe 2021, 2022 goal, wrong year mm-hmm. now, 2022 goal. Maybe we, we take a little um, trip, like a road trip, and we just sit in parking lots in the <laughs> WW Center parking lot. Join us after your meeting. <laughs> the RV. Who's got the RV? Guys? Who's got the RV? That's right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we love it. Well, listen, we wish you a great start to your new year. You know, figure out for yourself how you're doing the WW plan. You know, maybe weight loss isn't your goal right now on the plan. Maybe your goal in WW is just purely accountability like it was for us for so long. I think we're still even finding our way. I know I've moved back into the weight loss part, but weight loss and accountability, it all matters. And there are different ways to approach the WW program. Uh, So you might be hot on weight loss, but someone else is like, I need the mental work right now. But the one thing that we know is that WW is better with friends. So we'd highly encourage you to go into your app, 
If you tap on the the hamburger menu, which is those three lines on the left-hand side, and you scroll to the bottom, you'll see a a place that says invite a friend. And that's your own special link that you can share on your Facebook page, or you could send it out an email and say, hey, do you want to, anybody want to do WW with me? And the cool thing is, is if one of your friends says yes, and they tap on the link and sign up, you will actually get a credit back to your WW account and get you some free time on WW. So, and they do too. They get free mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So find some friends. I mean, nothing means, <laughs> nothing means greater accountability than when you have to put some money out on the line, right? <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So again, in true foodie fashion, I was just so pleased that you called it the hamburger icon. (laughs) I was like, I I don't know why I would have been like the three lines. I said, yes, true W. See, this is my, these are my It's not a healthy sandwich. She was like the hamburger hamburger icon. I was like, yes, I get that. I know where that is. There's my, now, you know, my digital background is coming out right there because it's the hamburger menu. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't know. See, why am I so excited about that? Ridiculous. Okay. I want to call it the cheeseburger menu because you'd rather have the cheeseburger than the Mm -hmm. hamburger, but still. (laughs) As long as you don't call it the keto where it's like, that's lettuce and then that's the meat in the middle. No, they are actual rolls. (laughs) The gluten-free bun there for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, have a great start to your new year. As always, thanks for being part of Real WW Talk. If you aren't in the Facebook group, come join us, Instagram and YouTube and the podcast, any of those platforms, just search Real WW Talk and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.